Welcome to this special bonus episode of Rebounding Faith, where I'm chatting with J.C. Schroeder specifically about the Psalms. He has so much insight that I thought would be great to dive in and look at certain facts about the Psalms to allow us to study them and understand them better, ultimately allowing us to go deeper. J.C. Schroeder is the host of Bite Size Seminary. He's an instructor at the Ezekiel Project School of Evangelism in Detroit, Michigan, and is married to the love of his life, Kelly, with two wonderful children. Grab your coffee, your Bible, a notebook, and a snack, if you so choose, as we take a short journey to better understand the Psalms. Hi, JC. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. Hi, Catherine. It's great to be with you. Hi. Yes. So I wanted to start really quick with some cool facts that I have about Psalms was um, that the book of Psalms is really like a collection of poems, hymns, and prayers, basically, mm. right? And that it's generally believed to be the most widely read and most highly treasured of all the books in the Old Testament. And actually, I found out that it is the uh, book that Jesus quoted from the most. Yeah, absolutely. Which I thought, yeah, you probably knew that, but I didn't no, know that. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, the New Testament and Jesus, they love the Psalms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our loves are in the right place, too. Yes, yes. Just give me some psalms. That's right. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And then the other thing I thought was awesome is that it was actually composed over a period of approximately 1,000 years, with Psalm 90 being the oldest, and that was written by Moses. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? That, that, that so just, like, crazy. boggles my mind. Yes. 1,000 years. It's like if it's not covered in those 1,000 years, whatever it is, you know, I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be in the Psalms. <laughs> I don't know, right? That's a, that's a long period of time. So this is pretty cool. So David wrote 73 of them. I always think of like all the Psalms were written by David, but that's not the case, obviously, right? right. Yeah. David did 73. And then Solomon, this was surprising. I didn't know Solomon did two of them. But JC, I know you have just a particular affinity for the Psalms. It's something that you kind of feel drawn to. And I know when we spoke before, um, when I had the opportunity to chat with you, um, you were saying it's just a way to put language to our emotions. And I wanted you to, to just expand on that a little bit and maybe why you're drawn to the Psalms. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, part of my own experience with the Psalms is how a lot of people resonate with the Psalms is because of just them being poetry is yeah. more emotional. And, um, you know, we don't typically talk like the Psalms do. Um, we don't vocalize that. And I'm not a poetical person at, mm -hmm. at any rate. Mm -hmm. And so I find myself struggling over how to put things in, into good words, as, yeah. as you can tell. And uh, the Psalms are just so beautiful to help explain and to give that vocabulary for the emotions that we feel, whether they are positive, like I'd mm -hmm. love to just praise the Lord, but uh, I, I got nothing besides praise the Lord. And um, yeah, the Psalms help us with that. Or just when we're suffering or when right. we are uh, angry um, mm -hmm. and we've been, you know, un 
unjustly uh, sinned against and mm-hmm. how can we express that anger to the Lord? Yeah. And um, I, I love that about the Psalms and about how the Lord has given us these Psalms so that they become a way for us to know how to in, in, uh, not internalize, but process how mm-hmm. we feel and then mm-hmm. express that to the Lord. So, and it also kind of gives you permission, right, JC? Like it's like when you're feeling angry or like you said, sinned against, right? And you have this righteous anger or you have, you know, these feelings that are given to us by God, the ability to feel the, this way, right? It kind of seems like Psalms in a way connects you to God through feeling this way and that it's okay to have to have these feelings. And in the end, David, in all but two that he wrote, right, ends up praising God mm. in the end. And I read this really cool thing. I, I wanted to just tell you, I found this and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. It says, for David, the bridge that took him from wrestling to singing was prayer. In his communication with God, he discovered consolation. Yeah, amen. That's good. Yeah, I thought really that was good. really good. And like, I like thinking of it as a bridge because that's really what it is, right? Like you start in this dark, desolate place almost. And through prayer, you have to start where you are. So you start communicating where you are, right? Like this is how I feel. This is where I am. Um. And then you go there. But I wanted to get your thoughts because sometimes does he start with a place of giving God like uh, praise or does he end with praise? Yeah, that's a great question. And depending, like there's different types of Psalms in, in the book of Psalms. And so for some of the Psalms like that are more geared for praise, they'll they'll start with praise and then they'll end with praise. Mm-hmm. And then other psalms like lament psalms, psalms of suffering or hardship, um, they they start with just David or the author really just pouring their hearts out before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the thing I love love about the Lord and, the, and how he has given us the psalms is that he gives us, like you said, that permission mm-hmm. to express our, our sorrow, our anger to him. Mm-hmm. And that He's not afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in our own experiences with with friends or family and we express, you know, sorrow or anger, people may be really uncomfortable with that or just, you know, like suck it up. Right, and, right. And the Lord's not afraid of that. And he, he through the Psalms, we see someone like David just giving it all to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, you know, like you said, pretty much every time it ends in that praise there's mm-hmm. that that there's that turn in the crying out to the lord where david realizes like the the lord is with me right now even though i'm suffering even though i may not have an answer right now he's still with me and he's still for me and so thus uh, i'm i'm going to praise him through that yeah it's almost like god goes with us on this journey you know mm-hmm. he knows where we're going to end up which will be back praising him. But he understands that we have to go through this journey of processing through our emotions, releasing that over to him, right? Mm-hmm. Recognizing the blessings that we do have, maybe like the Thanksgiving part, and then getting to that place of, oh, yeah, God, I guess you were with me all along. 
for this whole process, right? Hey, thanks. Really, you know, thank you for that. Um, so I know uh, some people, you know, really find Psalms kind of confusing. And so I thought it would be good for us to sort of unlock the Psalms today as we look at this and dive deeper into it. And I know, JC, you had mentioned that there's really three types of Psalms, right? There's praise, right? There's praise, uh, praising God for who he is. And actually, praise is appears 211 times um, in the Psalms, which is amazing. Just the word praise. Isn't yeah, that incredible? That's <laughs> yeah, that's a really big number. And so um, Psalm 88 is the only Psalm that ends without some kind of praise or hope mm. in God. That's, mm. that's amazing. That, it's just like, wow, um, to end up there. And so then the second type of Psalm really is Thanksgiving, right? JC, right. you were saying similar to praise but in response to answered prayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what are you, um, what are your thoughts on those Psalms that are about Thanksgiving? The way I, I try to think of Thanksgiving is like if like the difference, the praise and Thanksgiving are very similar to each other. Mm-hmm. So the way I try to separate them, in, at least in my mind, is praise, you're, you're talking about the character of God and how great he is and you want to glorify him. Whereas Thanksgiving is similar to that, but it's in response to something God has done for you. So mm-hmm. I was in um, a place of suffering, but God rescued me. Mm-hmm. And thus, I'm going to thank him. Or I mm-hmm. was lacking, um, I, I was poor, and, and the Lord provided for my me- for my uh, all of my needs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to thank him for that. Yeah. And so it's yeah. more targeted, if you will, for Thanksgiving for a specific issue. Mm. And praise is really like you're thankful, but you're thankful for who God is. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, And so then the third type of psalm, which is really going to be our focus today, but those are like lamenting psalms. Mm. Right. So most of the psalms have this uh, like over 60. Right, J.C.? Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I was really surprised when when I found that number out, because that's like it's over a third. Yeah. Of the Psalms are lament psalms. And I, I don't know about you, Catherine, but I, I had never really dealt with the lament psalms very mm-hmm. much. And yeah. So I felt just so unfamiliar with them and didn't know really what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so lament psalms are, I think, really underutilized in the church and mm-hmm. are such a gift to us as believers. Um, totally. Yeah. And you know, here's a cool thing, JC. I found that uh, is Psalm 13 actually can be used as a guide to write your own lament to God. Mm. Did, did you know that? I didn't know that. No. You didn't know that? No. Uh, so I looked it up and I thought it was so cool because uh, four times in the first few verses from verse one, actually just in verses one and two, David says, how long, how long, oh Lord, will you? So he says that four times, which just gives you evidence of the distress of how long, how long. And I thought if it could be used as a guide for us to actually make our own psalm to God, a psalm of lament, it could be like, how long, O oh Lord, will I 
be looking for a job, right? Or how long, oh Lord, will I be feeling this low or how long? So it's almost like you could fill in those at the end, you know what I mean? Just in your crying out and your distress. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's so many times like of not knowing just like the feeling of, of angst or the pressure of life and just like feeling like your chest is going to burst. Yes. And yet, yeah. Like, like you said, like how long, Oh Lord, I, I'm looking at it now. Cause I, I flipped mm-hmm. to it. Cause you, 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 you piqued my interest. My interest yeah, yeah. <laughs> how long will you, will you forget me forever? And yeah. like just how powerful that is. Like, yes, that's exactly what I'm feeling right yes. now. Yes. Yes. And that goes right to what you were saying, JC, as far as like, it gives us language to like, you could wake up just or, or have this battle that you're facing. Right. And you don't know how to put words to it, as you said. And then all of a sudden you read, let's say Psalm 13. And it's like, if I, how long, yes, that's exactly how it is. This has been going on for a long period of time, you know, but I do want to bring the attention to actually verse five, which I love because there's one word in there that just is the most powerful word, I think. Do you know what I'm going to say? I, I, I don't want to guess wrong. I always <laughs> guess wrong for everything. <laughs> so it's the word, but I really feel like that turns the whole psalm around when he mm. says, but I trust in your unfailing love. And so it just seems like we are at a place where we're going down, down, down. We're going lower and lower and lower. And all of a sudden you turn your gaze right onto God and his power and what he can do. And, but all of a sudden it just changes. I I almost think like the word yet could be used there as well. Like yet I trust, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I just, I love that Psalm. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. No, I love it. Yeah. And I, it's interesting just looking at it here of like, he doesn't have some big experience with mm-hmm. God and God has solved all of his problems. And now he trusts the Lord, even in the midst of his difficulty yes. he, that he makes the decision to trust the Lord, which mm-hmm. is so hard to do. Um, it is. So it powerful. really is. And you know, it's interesting that you say that because you know, it's like you read through Psalms, and I think part of what is so confusing is like, how does he do that? How does he go from that place of utter distress? And and remind me, JC, but I want to say it was like 16 years or something, right? That David was on the run. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you know, Saul is chasing him. All these crazy things are happening, and you know, he's going through this, and so he's going from this place of complete and utter distress to okay, I'm going to trust God. Or yet, but I'm going to trust God. And you think, how does he get to that place? Hmm. And I think to myself, he may not have written that psalm all at once. Yeah, you know? right. There may have been, like, maybe he wrote the first part, and then he just had to take some time in prayer and just get right. And then he could complete the last paragraph of the psalm. Yeah. And even, too, like, just the fact that we have so many different psalms from David, mm-hmm. it shows that the long relationship that he has with the Lord throughout his life, but also the long struggle that he has in his life, that this is like all of his problems and all of his attitude is not solved with this one verse. Like he's got to keep coming back to, but I have trusted in the steadfast of the Lord. Yes. Steadfast love. Yeah. Absolutely. You're such a good point. Like it just, 
I mean, back to how many he had actually written, right? And the lamenting of the Psalms, like, clearly this wasn't, like, said and done just in Psalm 13 and he's moved on. Hmm. You know, it's it's happening again and again and again. And so that's another key part of Psalms is it is like you just have to keep repeating, you know, it's kind of like rinse and repeat, you know, you just do it and then you come back and you do it again. And it's like the patience of God to keep laying it down at his feet. And then we have that feeling again and it's do it again, you know? Yeah. And that's like, just that, I think that goes along with poetry in general. Like poetry is not meant to be um, like a fast food meal. It's, it's meant to be slowly digested, to come back, to continually review and meditate on. And these, you know, are the, the Psalms in general, in the book of Psalms, is just the handbook of these reusable material throughout our periods in life. Mm. Because what we go through right now may be similar to what we go through later in life, but it also could be vastly different. Yeah. And so he's given us different scenarios, different psalms for different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I'm just the, the they're they're powerful. <laughs> they are so powerful. It's it's crazy because, you know, I think about the different books in the Bible, right? And how we apply them. And you can't really talk about psalms without thinking about proverbs, too. It's mm. it's kind of like psalms and proverbs seem to go hand in hand so much. So when I dug into it a little bit, I wanted to better understand, like, why would people turn to Psalms versus Proverbs, you know? And um, and so Proverbs is, as my understanding is, it's sort of like horizontal. You know, you're talking about people, mm. like, like practical advice to people, about people, right? And wise sayings, kind of. And Psalms is like vertical to God. You know, it's something where it's like divine counsel interaction with God. It's almost like a how-to guide, you know, to get unstuck or to get past that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I love I love Proverbs as well. Yeah, me too. Um, when I was a kid, you know, we, me and my family, my parents, we would we would read a psalm or not a psalm, a, a proverb every day. Oh. And um, yeah, I remember my my mother, both my parents. Um, but would instill that in me because Psalms or Psalms Proverbs has yeah. 31 chapters. So if you yes. read one one proverb every day, yes. you get through the whole book in a month. And so we would read that very very often. Wow. And just of their desire for me was to have that godly wisdom mm-hmm. like built built into um, our lives. Yes. And, um, yeah. So just of like how do we manage life in this world? And then mm-hmm. like you said, Psalms like how do we we encourage our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Kind of that vertical, right? Peace up to God. And then Proverbs is out and relating to others. And so I, I mean, now I kind of see why it is so common that people read a Psalm and a Proverb and a Psalm and a Proverb and just kind of do that, that pattern and that cadence makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So then, you know, interesting though, part of Psalms is when we get into sort of the poetry concept and um, without getting too geeky, right, into uh, <laughs> That's my specialty. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not at all. So uh, I'm just trying to, like, keep up with your um, expertise here. So 
So, but the concept of parallelism and terseness in Psalms is really interesting. And those are two essentials in Hebrew poetry, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like those two? And yeah. so, so parallelism, as I understand it, is, um, it's not 100%, but it applies to most Psalms. Um, mm-hmm. And what it is, is it's a function. I love this because this explains so much. And so if we're going to unlock the Psalms, um, we got to unlock this. Like, we got to dive into this. And so what it means is the parallelism function is to have two lines with the second advancing the first. So it's kind of like saying the same thing but advancing. And the example that you gave JC was hear my cry, oh God, and then it advances to the next thing of listen to my prayer, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so is that a good example of of that concept? Yeah, I I, th- I think so. And when we think of poetry from our English perspective, mm-hmm. we, or at least I do, because I'm not a very poetic person, so <laughs> there's more poetry inclined than. Yeah, I'm not either. So the blind leading the blind here. (laughs) (laughs) But when I I think of English poetry, I think of rhyming. Oh, that's true. And Hebrew doesn't rhyme. I mean, there is rhymes in Hebrew poetry. But there, like you said, is is parallelism. These two lines that have similar concepts. And that second line is going to be similar to that first one. So this is where it may feel odd to an English Mm -hmm. ear is like, why is he saying the same thing a second time? Yeah. And that's just yeah. part of how they would do their poetry. But that second line continues it further. So like the like the example of Psalm 61 that you gave, uh-huh. hear my cry, O God. So the, David is crying out to the Lord. But then the second line is, listen to my prayer. So both of these are David communicating to God. Yeah. But the second one is, the first one is more emotional of him crying out to the Lord. And then the second one is not just him crying out, but of a prayerful sort of response. So it's not just emotional outburst. Totally. And it seems like the first one is like you said, an emo it's coming from an emotive place, right? You're Mm -hmm. emotional. You're crying out to God. The second one almost seems like a request, like Mm -hmm. asking God, okay, so now I'm crying to you, but please listen to my prayer. Yeah. It's like a request of God. So in a way, it's saying I can see where people might see it saying the same thing, but it's really not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That one step further. So I love that. And then the other thing that I love that you pointed out is the ant. Now, how do you say this? The anti-theatical? Is that how and you I, the way I say it, and who knows if this is right, the yeah. antithetical. <laughs> antithetical. I'm going to go with your, your because you're the expert here. Okay. No, no. Antithetical <laughs> parallelism. And so what this is, so interesting, is it says the same thing, but in the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're still advancing. So the example that you gave actually was from Proverbs, right? 3, right. 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then now it's going to say the opposite thing of what not to do. And do not lean on your own understanding. That's so interesting. Yeah. And it gives you like the two sides of the different coin, right? Mm-hmm. Of when you're, when he, he begins of like, where's our trust in? It's in the, or where it should be. Trust in the Lord, how? With your whole heart. Mm-hmm. But then he, he gives that second line mm-hmm. of, saying here's how you don't do that do not yeah. lean on your own understanding because i think we as 
sinful humans can subtly say, yeah, I'm trusting in the Lord, but we're also leaning in our own self. And so he puts those two ideas of like, you can't do, you can't trust in yourself and trust in the Lord at the same time. Right. One or the other. And so by putting those in stark contrast, it highlights like you either give the Lord everything or you're, or you're not actually trusting in him. Yeah. It definitely deepens the understanding. And I think it's so interesting in the Bible when it says what not to do. Because it almost addresses our immediate tendency of what we want to do. You know, we are sheep, right? We did a whole episode on sheep. I don't know if you heard that, JC. We did a whole episode. Oh, I missed that one. Oh, yeah, on sheep and why we're sheep and what we do with sheep, why we're called sheep. And so it's interesting about God knows, like, how to register and get and help us understand. And I believe by telling us what not to do, like, oh, okay, you know, we get it. And um, anyway, so I just thought that was so interesting. And so the two points to better understand Psalms, and by the way, the example we gave was in Proverbs, but is there, they, that also appears in Psalms, correct? The, the antithetical? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so th- this is just a feature of Hebrew poetry in general, which hmm. the biggest one we know of, or the one that we're most familiar with is Psalms and, and even in Proverbs, but there's poetry all throughout the Old Testament, like mm. a third, I, I forget the exact number, but it's, it's somewhere around like a third of the Old Testament is poetry. So like, oh, a lot wow. of the, yeah, a lot of the prophets like Isaiah or Hosea is in poetical form, Yeah, um, which makes them uh, more, more challenging. So like keeping those, those types of like parallelism in mind as we read even those documents is helpful as well. So, so interesting to just understand that, because, again, part of reading through Psalms is we want to connect emotionally and we want to be able to connect to God that way. But also we want to logically understand, right, why is it presented this way or to have it resonate with us. And as you said, this is not something to eat or to digest, right, in like massive quantities. And so I wanted to ask you, JC, do you have a recommended way to go through the Psalms? Should it be like maybe taking just a few verses a day or one Psalm a day? What what would you recommend? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think um, it, it can vary for, from person to person. Yeah. But I, I like doing a Psalm a day or mm-hmm. it, I, I've been trying to be more um, – regular in my Bible reading the last mm-hmm. the last year or so. And so I've been doing, part of what I've been doing is a, is a psalm of day, a day. And mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying that. But I think uh, maybe spending a few days on one psalm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's helpful to read the psalm as a whole. Mm. That reading individual verses, I think is very, very beneficial. But getting the overall context and the overall thrust of the psalm is really really helpful especially like like we were talking about earlier that we can get stuck if we just have singular verses mm-hmm. you can get stuck in the the despair part of the psalm without right. the praise element at the end so yeah. yeah so i would say a psalm a day or maybe spending one week on one psalm or a few mm. days just on one psalm and re like re going over and over again um, with it, hmm. meditating, or even um, memorizing some psalms. I've been doing totally. that lately, and that's been yeah. like just having that that those 
those words like rattle around my brain as I'm driving or going mm-hmm. through the day mm-hmm. um, has really, um, really, you know, the Lord uses those things to shape our hearts. Mm-hmm. Like I think sometimes, like the like you said, we want to have the logical side, but the Lord yeah. uses His Word to shape just our our like imaginations and our desires through mm-hmm. what we what we think about and yeah. so memorizing scripture can be very beneficial too absolutely and you know it's interesting we are all different creations you know of god he made us all different so it's so interesting to see how scripture resonates with people differently mm. so for me I'm weird, but I love to like dive into, it drives Gina and Christian crazy, but I love to dive into like all the background and the facts and what was David going through in this and yeah. what was, you know, he up against and it's just all this detail, right? I'm the and same other way. I pe- love it. Yeah. And then other people could like read it and just like, it, it's enough. Like it's just calming and soothing and maybe just the rhythm of the words or Maybe others, you know, might just sit and meditate on that verse and let the Spirit minister to them. You know, I think it doesn't matter how you do it. It's just that you do it and that you Mm. take the time. And as you said, to read the psalm and and complete. I think that is important because it is about a journey. It's going from one place, like that bridge that we talked about earlier, from one place to the other, right? And ending up hopefully in that place of praise and thanksgiving to god and so um so i think it's just reading it in its entirety and whether you meditate on it you research about it you pray about it you certainly memorize it right i think it's really important to do that and so jc and sometimes like maybe if it's a longer psalm maybe you just take the week and you just camp out there yeah it's not a race right like it's just okay to just (laughs) Like to just like camp out and spend time on that psalm. Yeah, hundred percent. There's yeah. some psalms. Um, I, I've been. Yeah, there's some some psalms just that need that lots of reflection. And depending on what we're going through in our lives, you know, we need that at that particular moment for that week or mm-hmm. for that month or right. whatever we're going through. Yeah. And as you said, I think it's really important. God uses that to shape our hearts. So he knows what we're going to be encountering this week, this month, this year, right? So mm-hmm. to be able to take that, those words and those verses and to be able to apply them and have them come to mind is so, so important. And <clears throat> actually, I can't talk about Psalms without talking about Psalm 23, which, of course, is the most cited psalm, right, that there ever was and most popular one. Would you agree with that? Psalm 23 is probably the most popular psalm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so when we dove into that one, you know I can't just read it, JC. I got to go deep in that psalm, and I got to figure out why is this in there. I love it. Yeah, so we applied that one in the sheep episode and had so much fun just understanding why, why coming from a shepherd, right? David was a shepherd. So he knew sheep and he knew how to equate uh, the responsibilities of a shepherd and then attribute those, you know, of course, eventually to Jesus, right? Who is the chief shepherd. Yeah. Um, But just reading that Psalm and understanding it, it just brought so much insight to me. And it was really encouraging 
it's like if I can do this with Psalm 23, what will happen, let's say, with Psalm 13 that we talked about, right, mm-hmm. as a guide to, to lamenting or whatever it is. And so I just want to encourage anyone, you know, listening today that, you know, Psalm is really – think of it as a bridge. Think of it as a bridge to God to take you from that place of being distraught and, let's say, if, if lamenting, right, if that's where you are. To think of it as a bridge of taking you from there to that place, right, where you see the word yet or but, where it's going to take you to fixing your eyes on God in whatever trial or circumstance that you're facing. And so I think that's so important. And then if you're not in that place of lamenting, let's say you do have reason to sing a praise, you know, in Thanksgiving, God's given us that too, right, in Psalms, mm-hmm. and you can focus on that. Yeah, absolutely. And like those Thanksgiving Psalms, like we can get into a mode of lament because we haven't been thanks, thanking mm. the Lord for what he's been doing for us. And yeah. those Thanksgiving Psalms reorient our heart of like, okay, I didn't provide this for myself through yeah. my own work or in my own paycheck. It's it's really a gift from the Lord. Right. And he is the one who is – that deserves my, my thanks and my praise. Yeah. And um, and I know that being thankful really ushers us into the presence of God, right? Like being thankful. And so to be able to start with that or praising his character, as we talked about before, like who he is. And if someone, you know, listening today and you feel like you aren't in a place to do that, let's say in such a dark place. And I've been in that place where it's real dark and it's real hard to do that to even see any light. Um, I think that's okay to just start where you are, right where you are, and mm-hmm. just pour out your God, you know, your your heart to God. And if that's where you start, that's where you start. And it's a journey. And I always say, like, it's not a parking lot. Like, this is a bridge. You know, we're going to keep moving. We're going to go over that bridge. Would you recommend starting at the beginning, like Psalm 1? Or would you recommend just to research maybe, like, what is the best Psalm for, you know, feeling God's presence or whatever that, that like topical. Yeah, I think either one is totally is is great. I think, mm-hmm. like we were saying earlier, the best thing is just to engage with Scripture. And mm-hmm. so, if there's a a specific need that you have, if you are in a a place of suffering, you need a lament psalm. Yeah. Um, and if you are in different scenario, then the other ones are, are helpful. That's why I, I have enjoyed reading through the Psalms one every day mm-hmm. because it keeps it keeps me moving and not being, you know, it's good to be stuck in one, but also sometimes you need to move out into yeah. something else. And um, so I, I like just moving all the way through, but, you know, we need those, those individual Psalms. Yeah. Sometimes. So let me ask you this. Since Jesus quoted this the most, right, um, in the New Testament, do you find that that understanding Psalms or going through Psalms really sheds light and, you know what I mean, helps you understand to a deeper level when Jesus would quote it or understand it? Like, bring yeah. that understanding? For sure, for sure. One of my favorite examples of this is when Jesus is on the cross. And he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. It, he's not just crying out like, hey, wh- where are you, Father? Um, wh- what's going on here? He is, he's quoting Psalm 22. 
Hmm. And really, and I it, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's wow. so powerful because Psalm 22 is a lament psalm, and it describes David's experience, but also Jesus's future experience on the cross and in his suffering. But it's it. What's interesting about Psalm 22 is that it starts with that line, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" But wow. it ends with like this hope that the Lord will answer the lord will restore the lord will vindicate and we see that with jesus is he's not just despairing that of his death or of taking sin but yeah. he he's looking forward to um the resurrection and our sins being forgiven and wow. uh, you see that with the rest of of psalm 22 so yeah. i i think that that's really that's so really powerful powerful yeah I had no idea, you know, and that is probably, you're right, like, you know, really powerful example of Jesus, you know, citing a, a psalm, you know, mm-hmm. and um, is there another example that you could share as well about another time that he uh, did that and cited a psalm? Yeah, I'm I'm blanking on one from, from Jesus, but the one that, another one that comes to mind is in the book of Acts, where mm-hmm. Peter, the apostle mm-hmm. Peter he he cites Psalm 16 as proof that Jesus was raised from the dead. And mm. Psalm 16 talks about David's own experience of suffering and um, how the Lord will vindicate and will restore him. Well, that gets further meaning with the life of Christ and showing of how he was not only vindicated, but he was brought back to life, That his that his body was not like, uh, didn't, didn't decay mm-hmm. is that it was brought to resurrection into new life mm-hmm. and Peter sees that as like see this is the hope we have from the Old Testament that this is in um, connection with everything God has done with Israel he has done with Jesus and it shows that he is consistent in all of his works and we should we should um, trust in him and rest in him wow that is so powerful and you know it's it's just, it's something where you could read Acts many, many times. And if you aren't familiar with Psalms, you don't have that added layer, right, of understanding mm-hmm. um, and impact. So I think it just goes to show how powerful Psalms is as a book, not only to connect with our hearts and getting us reoriented and connected with God through good and bad times, right, that we talked about, but also that it adds that additional layer of understanding for when they are citing that in the New Testament and referring back to Psalms. Because they don't really say, you know, as it says in Psalms 22, or what, you know, it doesn't, they don't say that. And so right. it's something where, you know, when you're reading it and you're memorizing and all of a sudden now you're reading through, you know, Acts, it's like, wait, I know this. I, I remember this, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that is just awesome. Um, and so, JC, um, before we close, I just want to um, tell our listeners uh, that they, if they're interested in learning more about the Psalms, you have a podcast, which is called Bite Size Seminary, right? That's correct. Yeah. And so you tackle uh, what kinds of things in your in your podcast? Yeah, so we cover uh, quite a few things in the podcast, but mostly uh, things that deal with uh, the Bible, how to study the Bible better, uh, how this relates to theology, how it relates to 
life in general and following Jesus and, and even ministry. And so we try to tackle a variety of different things. So um, we just did a, an episode with a good friend of mine on prayer, how to pray. And um, it was really uh, it was a blessing to me. Um, we have um, other episodes about how to read the Psalms, how to read the mm-hmm. Gospels. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and it's something where um, I want to say you're, it's bite-sized, so because it's like 20 minutes or something? Or, that's right. Yeah. So it's perfect if you want to just grab, you know, you're in the car and you're going to work or in the morning before you head out the door. You just want to, you know, listen to it and take, you know, notes real quick. It's just very, very digestible, really easy to do in small bites. So we highly recommend that you check out JC's podcast. And JC, where else can they find out about you? Yeah, um, my website is bitesizeseminary.com. Um, the podcast you can find on Apple, Spotify, or wherever. Um, and then I have a Facebook page and a Twitter page, um, which you can find the links on the website, uh, bitesizeseminary.com. Yes, and we will absolutely link that on our website for anybody who's interested, too, that they can find you JC, um, there as well. And I just want to thank you, JC, for coming on and just having this conversation, which has been so enjoyable for me and enlightening. And I just want to thank you for that. And you have such a heart for God that it's inspiring, truly, um, to know that and to be able to learn from you. So I just want to thank you for that. And I hope that we can chat again soon because this would be fun. We could chat about another psalm and see how it uh, shed light on things for me and for everyone listening too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd love it. We'd love it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, it's yeah. been a real joy. Yes. Well, God bless DC. I will talk to you soon. You too. Thank okay. You. Take care.